Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. Hello, hello there. My personal finance question of the week for you today is, what do you do when you receive your paycheck? If your first answer was, uh, I go buy wings and beer, or... Uh, I just deposit it, then this episode is definitely for you. Most of us are never taught even the basics of personal financial management while we're young. So it's completely understandable that when you get a paycheck, you don't actually really know what to do with it other than putting it into your bank account and spending some, if not all of it. What I wanna teach you today though, is that every dollar that you earn should have a job and you are the person who gets to assign that job to your money. So in today's episode, I'm gonna walk you through the seven steps that you should be taking every time you get paid. And the good news, most of these steps, once you get the hang of them, are things that you can automate so that eventually you'll be able to deposit your paycheck and every dollar will go merrily on its way to do whatever job you've assigned it to do and you don't even have to think about it anymore. You'll know that all of your expenses are covered, you have a fully funded emergency savings fund, you're paying future you taking care of your retirement, and that means you'll be able to sit back, relax, and order dinner because you know for sure, confidently, and without any guilt that you have the discretionary income free to treat yourself for dinner if you want to. So, you receive your paycheck. Whether that's from your employer or a client if you're self-employed, now what? The temptation is gonna be to either spend it, to hoard it, or to completely ignore it, just deposit it and hope that your money acts like magic beans in your bank account and goes off and does whatever it is that you need it to do. The idea that I want you to learn today is that when you're actively in charge of your own personal finances, by the time you deposit your paycheck, you should have already assigned a job to every single dollar of that paycheck. So you can know that when you deposit it, it's all gonna head off in the right direction, take care of you and get the job done so you stay on solid footing and good financial ground. There are seven things that you should be trying to do every single time you deposit a paycheck. And the good news is most of these are things that over time you'll be able to automate and will just become second nature. So after you do this for a little while, you're not gonna have to think about it nearly as much. And the other bit of good news that I have for you to get started is that step number one I want you to be taking is actually gonna be a freebie for many of you because this step only applies to people who are self-employed or who have side hustles. It's just such an important step for these people that I had to include it as step number one for this episode. And this first step is that every time you get paid by a client, you need to make sure that you're setting aside enough money for your taxes. This means both paying your HST and your income taxes. As soon as you get paid, this money straight away needs to go into a separate account because this is not your money and it shouldn't be treated as such. You should not be leaving it in your overall daily accounts and giving yourself the temptation to to think that it's your money and maybe to accidentally spend it. 
This is gonna make it so much easier at the end of the year when it comes time to pay your taxes so that you don't accidentally find yourself in the situation of owing income tax or HST and not having set that money aside for it ahead of time. Again, this one is a freebie to many of you who are employees and don't have to worry about this, but if you are not an employee, if you're self-employed, or if you run a side hustle, this is the first number one thing you need to make sure you're setting aside every single time you get paid. After that, the second step you should be taking is making sure that you're setting aside enough money to pay for your necessary life expenses, your fixed life costs. Now this is gonna look different for every single person and it's really important that you take the time to go ahead and calculate what your fixed life costs are. Now if you feel entirely overwhelmed by the, by the idea of doing this, I'm gonna get you just to hit pause on this episode, head on over to the How to Adult School website and sign up for the free mini seven day money course that we're currently offering. It's gonna walk you through the steps you need to take to get on top of personal finance concepts like this one. I'm also gonna link that in the description for this episode. It's called the free seven day make friends with your money challenge and is a really good starting place if you went, whoa, I don't know what my fixed life expenses are. So once you know what your fixed expenses are, the easiest way to manage this is to start separating your paycheck out based on percentages. This means you know what your annual salary is and you have a pretty good idea of what your fixed annual expenses are. So you calculate what percentage of your annual salary goes towards paying your fixed life costs. Whatever that number looks like for you, whether that's 50%, 70%, 98%, it doesn't matter. Figure that number out and set up an automated system where that percentage of your paycheck gets transferred into your expenses account. Once you have that step just simply taken care of, you'll be able to sleep so much better at night knowing that you've taken care of your fixed expenses for the month and you're on the right track. Do you know that you have a bit of work to do getting your personal financial life in order, but you don't even really know where to start? Do you get a pit of nervousness in your stomach every time you have to look at your credit card balance or the dust bunnies in your savings account? If this sounds familiar, well, you're definitely not alone, and I've got just the thing for you. The 7 Day Make Friends With Your Money Challenge. This free 7 day challenge will help you go from bank account dust bunnies to getting a grip on your personal finances so you can start saving for your bigger goals in life. Every day for 7 days you'll receive a new and easy to follow lesson with actionable steps that will take you 10 minutes or less to do. By the end of the week you'll be saving for bigger and better things in your life like taking yourself on a vacation guilt free, saving for your future or finally getting closer to buying that house that you never thought would be possible. To join the challenge, go to howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. That's seven day money challenge with dashes in between. The third step you should be taking is to transfer money into your emergency savings fund or as I like to call it, your FU fund. If you don't have an emergency savings fund yet, I want you to promise me that after this, you're gonna go and watch episode six and episode 16 so that you can learn about what an emergency fund is, why you need one, and how you can start setting one up for yourself. 
It is so, so important that you create an emergency savings fund for yourself. And that's why this comes as step number three. And it comes before the next steps that I'm going to walk you through. Because before your money does anything else, you have to create that financial safety net for yourself. Because if you don't do it for yourself, who else is going to? Once you have your emergency savings account fully funded, you can skip this step. You can get rid of step three entirely. Unless you find that your fixed life expenses are changing and maybe you need to top up that account to make sure you've still got your bases covered, then you can add this step in again. But after a while, you will have that account fully funded and you can skip this step. So already your seven steps is starting to look easier and easier. Also, just a reminder, in case you don't already have your emergency savings fund set up and saved in a high interest savings account, you need to make sure that you go and open one of these and make sure that that's where you're storing your emergency savings account. So I've gone ahead and done the research for you and found whatever the best high interest savings account is on the market right now. You can always find that linked in the description for this episode or over in the financial resources branch of the resource library on the website. Step number four is to make sure you're channeling enough money into another account that goes towards paying off your debt. Whatever your debt repayment strategy looks like, it's really important to make sure that you're tackling this step early before you move on to any sort of discretionary spending and maybe wind up in the situation where you've spent money discretionarily. I don't even know if that's a word where you've spent money that actually should have gone towards repaying some debt payments. Again, this step is temporary. Maybe it doesn't even apply to most of you. And it really only applies to if you're carrying traditional consumer debt. This is high interest debt that you need to make sure is paid off quickly. This is also a separate step from things like making sure you're paying off your student debt, which actually belongs in step number two, because that's a fixed expense that you have to pay every single month. If you don't have any consumer debt or once you've paid it off, then again, you can drop this step. Step number five is to make sure that you're paying future you. That means saving for your retirement. Now, if you've already gone ahead and read any of the personal finance books that I recommended in my episode a few weeks ago, episode 17, you'll know that the concept of paying yourself first is really important. Now, I just wanna take a second and talk about the concept of paying yourself first. Now, the very literal translation of that, which a lot of financial gurus will will teach, is that every time you get a paycheck, you should be siphoning off a portion of that for your retirement savings right away. And while that's all well and good, and if you have discretionary income, you should 100% be setting aside some of that for your retirement right away, there are also a lot of people who realistically in the real world, world need to make sure that they're taking care of their fixed life expenses first. That's why personally, I don't think paying yourself first actually belongs as step number one. First, you do need to make sure that you've got your fixed costs taken care of, that you're not carrying any sort of high interest consumer debt, and that you have a fully funded emergency savings fund. Then you can pay yourself first. But I promise you one day you will feel like you've got your personal finance ducks all in a row and you'll be able to use this concept of paying yourself first and saving for your retirement and your future right away. In the meantime, though, it's up to you to look at your finances and figure out what percentage you're able to contribute to saving for the future. Whether this is 10%, 20%, if you prescribe to the FIRE ideology and you want to contribute 50%, that's entirely up to you and what your salary is versus what your fixed life expenses are. And important, I'm saying your fixed life expenses, not your discretionary expenses. 
If you're not at a place in your life where you have that much extra money kicking around right now, that's completely okay. Even if you can only afford to contribute 1% of your salary to your retirement savings, it's important that you do that because it's important that you start today and not tomorrow when it comes to saving for your future and paying future you. Starting to save for your retirement when you're as young as possible means that you get to take advantage of something called compound interest. What this means is that when you start investing young, it's so much more important that you just contribute a little bit of money and have more time that that money is allowed to be in the market than starting later and contributing more aggressively. Starting young, even with a much smaller percentage of contributions, will let compound interest do a lot of the heavy lifting for you and grow that retirement nest egg without requiring a huge financial input from you on an annual basis. So look at your salary, figure out what percentage of that needs to go towards paying your fixed life expenses, make sure your debt is repaid, and I'm talking about high interest consumer debt here, not lower interest forms like student loans, and make sure you have a fully funded emergency savings account. Once you've taken care of those three areas of your life, figure out what percentage of income you have left over that you feel comfortable contributing to a retirement savings account. And again, go ahead and set up an automatic transfer that happens every month or every time you get paid to make sure that you actually save that money and you don't accidentally go on a spending spree because it's just sitting there in your daily account and tempting you. After that, step number six, and this is my personal favorite step, is to set aside a small amount of money or a large amount of money, whatever you feel like doing, to a larger financial goal that you have set for yourself. It's always a good idea to be working towards some sort of larger financial goal because this helps keep you on track and it helps keep you motivated. Your larger financial goal can be absolutely anything that you want it to be. Whether this means saving up a down payment for a house, saving up to buy a car outright in cash, saving up for the round the world trip of a lifetime that you've already that you've always dreamed of taking, it can literally be anything that's going to motivate you to save money for yourself. Like I said, this is my personal favorite step. This one is supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be your encouragement to save rather than spending when you have the choice. If you've been around here before, you know that it's my personal mission to make sure that everyone has an emergency savings account that will protect you when life doesn't go as planned. And where should you keep your emergency fund? In what's called a HESA, a high interest savings account. Now to save you time, I've already gone ahead and done the research and I'm keeping it up to date to find you the best high interest savings accounts today. To open your own, just go to www.howtoadultschool.com resources and click the button to open an account where you can not only safely keep your emergency fund, but also get paid the best interest rates on the market so your account earns you even more money while you're sleeping. Again, that link is at www.howtoadultschool.com resources. And after that, finally, step number seven is to allocate whatever amount of money you have left over to be your discretionary income that you can use to enjoy your life in the moment and to have fun with the money that you've worked so hard to earn. And again, this is completely up to you what this step means. Whether that means giving yourself the freedom to go shopping or to take little weekend trips, vacations, going out with friends, 
splurging on a morning latte every day because it just makes your day that much better. This is your discretionary spending and it can be whatever you want it to be. The overall idea though is that you know roughly what you want this to be and that your spending is controlled. You're not making impulse purchases and taking away money from yourself that really should be in an emergency savings fund or saving for your future or saving for a down payment just to buy a fast fashion piece that in the moment you think is gonna make your day a little bit better. And overall, the idea is that you're gonna be able to enjoy this discretionary spending money so much more once you can sleep soundly and know confidently that your fixed expenses are taken care of, you have an emergency financial safety net, your taxes are paid, you're saving for your future, and you're working towards larger financial goals. After that, go ahead and enjoy your freaking money. That's what it's there for. You've worked to earn it and you should get a little bit of enjoyment out of it. Make sure that you're saving yourself from feelings like consumer guilt though, by ensuring that you've covered all of your bases first and then buying that amazing coat that you really wanna have. Now, as I was going through this, you probably noticed that I kept telling you to transfer money into separate bank accounts. And this part is really key. If you keep all of your cash lumped into just one or two accounts, you're absolutely never gonna be able to keep track of what portion of that money should be allocated towards what. And you're gonna drive yourself absolutely crazy trying to keep track of it all. I recommend having separate accounts set up for your taxes, your fixed costs, your emergency savings fund, your retirement savings, and your larger long-term savings goals. It's also important to realize that there are different types of accounts that are better depending on what you're trying to use that account for. For example, retirement savings, you should be looking at using accounts like your RRSPs and your TFSAs. For saving your emergency fund, you should look at using a HESA account, a high interest savings account, things like that. It's important that you're using the right type of account for whatever job you've given your money to make sure that it's doing the right thing. For example, it's important to keep your retirement savings in the TFSAs and RRSPs because those are what's known as tax sheltered accounts and they give you a really important tax advantage to use those versus just saving for your retirement in a daily savings account. The goal of using a high interest savings account for your emergency savings fund is that that is a lump sum of money that ideally is just sitting there for a long period of time that you're not touching. So you might as well get it doing a little bit of work for you. You need it to exist in liquid form. So that means you can't invest it or you probably don't want to do something like buy GICs with it, but you can at least make sure that it's earning a slightly better interest rate than your traditional bank account. For example, my high interest savings account right now is doing 1.5%, whereas my traditional bank savings account is doing 0.01%. So where I have almost a year's worth of expenses in my emergency savings account, I wanna make sure that that account is at least marginally earning me a little bit of interest and doing a little bit of the work so that it you know, kinda keeps up with inflation as time goes by. If you're interested in opening one of these accounts, like I said, I believe earlier in the episode, it's linked in the description for the episode. As always, I love getting to hear from you, so please feel free to drop any questions you have or comments you have in the comments section for the episode. You can also always find the show notes for every single episode over on the blog at the How to Adult School website. 
head on over there and you'll find a written copy of every single episode, as well as links to all of the resources that I mentioned in the episode. And last but not least, if you haven't done it yet, make sure you click subscribe to the How to Adult Show. This is a really, really good way of showing me that you're liking the content and it gives me encouragement to keep doing this. And it also makes sure you never miss an episode of the show when it drops. So go ahead, click subscribe. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler. Thank you for tuning in today. And I look forward to seeing you right back here next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier, so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.